Welcome to this Daring Adventure podcast, where we work on bridging the gap between where we are and where we want to be in order to live a bigger and bolder life. In this podcast, we will provide inspiration, tips, and skills you need to make your life the adventure you want it to be. Here's your host, mindset mentor and life coach, Trista Gurton. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of this Daring Adventure podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. This is episode 22, and it's all about feeling your feelings. Now, feeling your feelings seems like a simple enough premise, but I guarantee you that you are probably not doing it properly, and most of us are not. And this is one of the most important lessons that I've learned since I started coaching, not just as a life coach, but getting coached myself. And it's one of the things I share with all of my clients. And I wanted to share that with you here today, because it is so important that we understand our feelings and how to allow for them and to process them in order to create the results that we want in our life. Let's dive in. As you know, we are not really taught how to understand, allow, and process, and even create our emotions. If we don't allow and process our emotions, then they will drag on and they can physically, emotionally, mentally make us feel ill. And If we don't process them, then we can go our entire lives dragging them along with us like we're weighted down with suitcases or weights, okay? And then if we are willing to experience them and we learn how to actively create them, then we can get whatever it is we want. We can create any result we want in our life if we are willing to feel all of our emotions. And so I'm going to go through each of these three points in a little more detail here. The first one is that we are not taught to feel our feelings, to process our feelings, to allow our feelings, to create our feelings on purpose to get what we want. In fact, a lot of us are encouraged to do the opposite, not to be too emotional not to cry, not to wear our heart on our sleeves. We view and we've been socialized to believe that emotions is feminine and it's weak. We get embarrassed and as a result, we have a difficult time, not just talking about our emotions, but allowing for our emotions to feel our emotions. I've had conversations with clients who cannot tell me what they are feeling. They're so out of touch from what's going on in their bodies that they cannot describe or speak about their emotions in any detail, not even just naming it. And this has to change. Having emotions, experiencing emotions is a part of the human experience. There's nothing wrong with these emotions. It's all perfectly natural. If you are feeling 
any emotion, it's okay. You're a human being. So there's nothing that has gone wrong when you experience emotions. Now, down the line, we can talk a little bit more about certainly some emotions are preferable than others. I don't like to classify emotions simply as negative or positive, but certainly sadness, anger, disappointment, fear, worry, doubt, all of those can be classified as negative emotions. But even those have a purpose. And although we would like to avoid being overly angry, rage, overly sad, it doesn't mean that anything has gone wrong when we do experience these. It's really important to be able to get in touch with your emotions, to understand what's going on in your body, to allow for them. And just know you're having a human experience and it's okay. And to be able to have these conversations, even with yourself or with your coach, with your therapist, with your partner, with your friends, can be beneficial. Sometimes just talking about it, airing it out, venting is beneficial. But please just know that there's nothing wrong ever with the way you're feeling. And it's all a part of our human experience. Nothing has gone wrong. Second, if we don't allow for our emotions and process them through, they can drag on and they can make us ill. Sometimes they can drag on for years. I'm sure you've met people in your life who have experienced something in their childhood or their adolescence or adulthood, and they still become very emotional about the situation, the event, whatever it is that happened years later. Now, I'm not talking about big T traumas. Those are separate, but we're talking about small T traumas here. Regrets, disappointments, maybe things that your parents said, things that happened at school relationships, what have you. These are things that still create an emotional charge in you today when you think about them. I often use the example of when I turned down a job that was extremely well paid and I regretted it for years later. And every time I thought about it, I would get this clenching and this sinking feeling in my body that, oh, I made a mistake. But learning to allow for that emotion and to process it through helped me to release it and to let it go. And now I'm not dragging it on with me into my future. I'm not spending emotional and physical energy on it anymore. I've been able to let it go. And being able to do this with all of these sort of past events is very beneficial for letting things go and then being able to concentrate your energy on your future. I also mentioned in a previous episode on your relationship with your body, healing that relationship, the work of Dr. John Sarno, who wrote about how physical pain is caused by emotional pain. And when we are not able to process that pain, and release it, 
it will manifest in our bodies physically and create a great deal of pain. And I believe to a certain extent that that is true. There are all sorts of ailments that are exacerbated by stress. We know this. I have psoriasis. If I let my stress levels get too high, I will have a flare-up. Realizing that there is this connection, and if we're not taking care of ourselves emotionally, then it will have repercussions on us physically. Third, being able to allow and process our emotions and then ultimately create a desired emotion will help us to achieve the results that we want in our lives. If you are willing to feel any feeling, you will be able to set goals, take greater risks, make yourself vulnerable to go after those big results in your life, those big goals, taking yourself to the next level, making changes. If we know that we can experience fear and doubt, disappointment, sadness, loss, anger, whatever it is, if we know we can experience this and survive and handle what comes, then we will continue to take actions towards what we want. The reason why you're not taking those actions is because you're afraid of how you might feel. You're afraid of the regret. You're afraid of the disappointment. You're afraid of being vulnerable. You're afraid of being embarrassed. But if you're not afraid of experiencing those emotions and you know how to handle them, then you don't let it stop you and you keep going because you know that these emotions will not harm you. If you can allow for them and process them through, they will not harm you. They are vibrations in your body. When you have an emotion, you can either allow it, react to it, resist it, or avoid it. And reacting to it means we are basically acting on it. So if you are feeling an emotion such as anger, then you are reacting, you are yelling, you're stomping your feet, maybe you're breaking things. If you are resisting it, you are trying to suppress it. Similar to holding a beach ball underwater, right? Pushing it down, pushing it, trying to bury it, not allowing yourself to feel it. And then avoiding as well, sort of like a buffering where you do something to avoid the feeling, such as eating, drinking, shopping, gambling, watching Netflix, whatever it is, right? You buffer, you numb yourself to a certain extent so that you don't have to feel an uncomfortable feeling. But allowing looks like naming the feeling, understanding what is going on, tuning into what the vibration is in your body, and just allowing it to be there, not changing it, not trying to resist it, push it down, ignoring it, not doing something like having a glass of wine or two or eating a bag of chips in order not to feel. You just simply allow it. You name it. I am feeling frustrated. I'm feeling frustrated and that's okay. And then just processing it through, which looks like sitting quietly for a few minutes, dropping into your body, a few deep breaths, 
finding the location in your body where the emotion is present. Sometimes it could be your chest, it could be your throat, it could be your neck, it could be your head, it could be your stomach, it could be your back. Where are you feeling this emotion in your body? And can you then spend a few minutes just focusing on that area in your body, breathing into it and just allowing the emotion to be there? You don't need to think about it. You don't need to analyze it. You don't need to change it. You just simply allow it to be there. You need to be patient during this process. You need to just give it time. But often it's only a few minutes. So if you can remind yourself and bring yourself back, give yourself the space to breathe into it and let it dissipate, it will move through you and you will start to feel lighter. You will start to feel calmer. You will not have such a strong feeling. If we can understand that this allowing and processing is one of the most powerful things we can do for ourselves, you know that we have the think, feel, do cycle. What we think about will create our feelings. If I have a thought that she shouldn't have said this to me, and then I have a feeling of anger, then what will I do? I will maybe stop talking to her. I might leave the room. And then as my result, I stop talking to her, right? I stop talking instead of communicating, instead of rectifying the situation. And taking the time to understand that my feelings are driving my actions. If I'm acting on this anger, then what is the result I'm going to create? I'm not going to create the relationship that I want. I'm not going to be resolving this issue. I'm not going to be creating any intimacy. I'm not going to be showing up in a way that I want to. And all of our thoughts and feelings ultimately have these consequences if we're not aware of them, if we're acting unintentionally. We always have the power to show up in a way that we want to and to respond in a way that we want to to any of our external circumstances. They do not happen by accident. We can be unconscious of what's going on, but it is always as a result of our thoughts about the circumstance, about the event that's gone on. It's never random. The better we become at understanding our emotions, what we're feeling, the better we become at allowing them and then processing them through, we will be able to create the results that we want. I would say for most of us, we don't want to create the result that we have a strained relationship with someone, that we stop speaking to them, right? that we don't show up in a way that we're proud of. We don't want to be avoiding our emotions, landing up overeating, overdrinking, gambling, Netflixing. We want to be showing up in a calmer, more confident manner, not reacting, not yelling. We don't want to experience the discomfort of all this resisting of the emotions and dragging it on for years at a time. 
and getting in touch with these emotions and understanding the process allows us to become more powerful in our lives. This is where our power is and our outcomes become more desirable. And ultimately then we learn how to generate the emotions that we do want in order to get what we do truly desire, setting those goals, becoming who we want to become, taking ourselves to the next level because we know how to allow and process emotions and then generate them on purpose to get what we want. Even as I experience fear and doubt and failure or disappointment, I understand that this is all a part of the process. It's all a part of the human experience. It's all a part of going after and creating what I want. And I keep going. These emotions will always be a part of our lives. Nothing has gone wrong. And they are the driving force for how we show up in our lives and creating our results. And if we want to build quality relationships, if we want to go after the big goals, if we want to take ourselves to the next level, and if we truly want to find out what we are capable of, this will all be determined by the way we handle our emotions. And it's a skill. It's a skill. As I said previously, we are not taught how to do this when we are younger. And if we can practice this and become more skilled at it, then we will become better and better at it. And it will become easier. I have found for myself that I have less ups and downs and I'm less all over the place like I used to be. I am much more conscious about how I react. And then when I do experience a negative emotion, I am able to understand what is going on, become aware of it, and then allow it and process it through. So it doesn't impact my life for a greater period of time. And I don't experience the negative consequences because I'm not avoiding it, reacting to it, or resisting it. And so you can become better and better at it over time with more practice. It's just like any other skill. Stay with it. Have patience with yourself. Be kind and compassionate with yourself as you learn this process. And everything you want is on the other side. Emotions are such an important part of our daily lives. And they are key to creating the life that we want. If you want some help getting in touch with your emotions, learning how to allow them and process them, I offer private one-hour coaching sessions with me and the link to my calendar will be in the show notes. This is a great opportunity for you to take the time. Let's go through what you're feeling, how it's impacting you, how it's creating the results that you are getting in your life. and. Let's talk about how you can start to allow them and process them so they're not having a negative impact on your life. When I work with my clients over the three-month period, the three-month program that I offer, this is something that we go into in depth and we're able to work through what results you're creating in your life and why, and then deciding what you want to let go of. And I teach you the tools and the skills that you need in order to process your emotions, 
manage your thinking, let go of some of your limiting beliefs and start to build that relationship with yourself so that you have a very strong and solid foundation of love, trust, acceptance in order to go after what you want and truly create the life that you desire. Who do you want to become? What does your life look like? What goals do you want to set for yourself? These are all things that we work on in the coaching sessions. And I truly believe that anything is possible. If you really want it, you can work your way towards it. And having the support, having the space to go through all of the emotions and all of the thinking that comes up along the way with someone who is there to support you 100% is one of the best investments you can make in yourself and in your future. I invite you to sign up for the one-hour coaching session and let's talk. It's a very exciting process and it's one that I am truly honored to be a part of in your life and in the lives of my clients. If you have a moment to share, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, I would really appreciate it. It goes a long way to sharing this podcast with other listeners. Thanks, everybody. I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this Daring Adventure podcast with your host, Trista Gurton. We hope you enjoyed the tips and conversations on how to get excited about life again. As always, you can head to tristagurton.com for additional resources and to book a one-on-one coaching session. You can also follow Trista on Instagram at Trista B. Gurton. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.